0: Hi, and welcome to the Cybersecurity Insider. My name is Igal Beha, your host. And today I have um, a case study to talk about. So this is episode 33. And the case study is a, is a ransomware attack uh, that happened to one of our customers uh, that customer specifically, we didn't provide any cybersecurity services. We did uh, certain migrations, uh, for instance, um, exchange migration, email migration, Active Directory migration. Um, and doing that uh, migration, we have noticed a few issues uh, with the with the security. And every time I came and I spoke to the um, IT manager and said, "Listen, this is what you need to do." And for instance, separation of accounts, offline offline backups, offsite backups, and certain elements that I thought they are appropriate to make uh, during the transition. Uh, we even uh, shipped a, a backup device uh, f- specifically so we can do backups while we do the migration in case we need to roll back to something, something happened. This, those, so many things can go wrong when you do conversion, when you do different kind of activities, specifically when you take an old system, um, Active Directory 2008, Exchange 2010, and then you need to take everything and and move it over to uh, the recent um, Exchange, like 2019. And you need to have a backup system. And when doing the discovery call with them, I found out that they they don't have so much uh, good backups, and I said, okay, I don't want to come to the point where if I need to do restore or I need to do something, I won't be able to do that because I don't have a backup. So we shipped the backup. We didn't charge anything just for us to make sure that we can provide the services and start the migration and finish. Thank God we finished the migration. We had a few things to tweak, change. Everything looked very good. We are about to start to decommission the old systems and making sure that everything is fine. Um, and what happened, uh, Sunday, I should say Monday, because I didn't know what happened on Sunday. So I get a phone call from text message and then phone calls from the IT manager saying, listen, we have a problem. Um, our remote office can't access the terminal server in order to access the applications. I said, okay, you know, I'm heading office. Let me see. I'll check it. I'm trying to connect to the uh, terminal server. I can't. And then I get a text message. She shows me a blue screen. I said, okay, maybe we have a hardware issue. We don't know. We didn't know back then at that point in time, I should say. And so now she can't, we can't boot the system because all the virtual machines now are being hosted on a Hyper-V, Microsoft Hyper-V. So the Hyper-V has a blue screen. You can't boot it, power off, turn it on, nothing is happening. And during that process, I said, okay, do you have uh, Windows 2019 media, CD, USB, so we can boot up and try to do boot-up repair, startup repair? She said, no, I don't. Everything was... In, on that vm server i don't have ever have, uh, have anything and you know these days microsoft don't give you cds like it used to be a few years ago everything is download uh, downloaded um uh, over the internet I said okay i have my own copy i'll upload it to our cloud you can download it create a usb let's recover the system So we covered the system, we installed Windows. Finally, we got to, to, we couldn't repair the startup um, because it was a big issue there, apparently. (laughs) And the only way was mm, to reinstall Windows, uh, preserving all the drives that uh, she had there. And so finally, Windows comes up. Okay, but then there's no networking. There's some issues. Okay, we need to download drivers. We get the drivers. Uh, bios chipset video drivers whatever just to make the, the server bootable and stable at this point we install the hyper-v services okay we get ready we're done okay let's now um import those virtual machines make the configuration so the hyper-v host can see the virtual machines and nothing is functioning so in the beginning we didn't notice that, but at some point I'm looking at the files and I see they have a strange extension, and the files look very different. And you have like an ID, you have number, and numbers, and letters, and then an email address, and then dot, and then eight. Spell out eight. And I'm looking, thinking, you know, she got run somewhere. They got ransomware. Looking at the date, it's yesterday, Sunday, at 6.45 p.m. This is when the last time that the file was changed, basically encrypted. I said, okay, I think we got ransomware. She said, what do you mean? I said, well, so looking all the virtual machines, all the directories, everything is encrypted. All the files, operating system is encrypted. All the files are encrypted. That's why the, the server couldn't stand by itself because... Also the operating system files were also encrypted to bring that server to a complete stop. And said, okay, what we're we gonna do? You have a ransomware. Let me find out what kind of um, ransomware is it. Maybe you can find a decryption tool, going searching, talking to different people, um, other people with me know in their the profession. There's no decryption tool out there. For that specific uh, ransomware, because there's different strains, and each strain it changes the encryption key, and it changes many things, and it appears to be uh, ransomware as a service, because you have that ID, and this is how they identify the customer, so-called, and and then they have a ransomware and ransomware note, and then we discover the ransomware note, and it says, well the sooner you contact us will determine um, the fee that you're going to need to pay them. So luckily the owner had the insurance and he called the insurance. Insurance said, okay, we are going to connect with our firm, with our cybersecurity firm and they will bring forensics and whatever is needed in order to... um, start to contain the damage and said, okay, we're going to wait. So my question to the few of you listening now, what are you, are you going to do when you were hit by a ransomware? And by the end of Monday, I called, started to call in customers. So listen, this is what's happening. So this specific customer that I called in, and we actually provide cyber security services, and I told him, listen, this is what happened to one of her customers. This is a story. He said, oh, you are panicking too much. Oh, relax. Please relax. It, eh. Listen, we need to have a backup. We need to have off-site backup. I know you have um, on-prem backup, but we need to have uh, offline, off-site backup. And I said, okay, but also you have, you know, Windows 7 uh, machines, you have all the operating systems, everything is old, we need to upgrade everything, everything. Um, and he said, oh, you're crazy, I'm traveling, I'm about to travel, I have this issue, that issue. I said, I don't know what issues you are having, but this is a big problem. I want to see what you're going to say, because now you declined at least a backup. Don't come to me and cry that you didn't listen to me because if this is gonna happen to you and this is, might happen to you might happen to everybody and by the way, if you check all the numbers, Verizon reports the FBI crime reports, the ransomware the amount of ransomware attacks per year compared to other types of attacks they are almost nothing but guess what when you go and you check they, uh impact and how much the cost were to fix those damages is significantly high. And so don't so, so if the risk you're looking okay, what is the probability that you get a ransomware? Maybe it's not so big, but you're gonna get it. And if you're gonna get it, what's your plan? Do you have a plan? And if you don't have a plan, then it's a big problem. And if you have a plan, now you need to make sure that the plan includes certain things. So let's talk about some of the things that you need to do. So for instance, uh, specifically with this case study, she didn't have ISO to boot from. So do you have a documentation of your network? Do you have a topology? Do you know your inventory? Do you know the system, the hardware? Drivers that you need, operating system that you need, do you have the CD or a Santa CD? Do you have a USB key with all those operating system ready to go? Plug it, boot the system. Do, do you have maybe some some hardware? Do you have, let's say, a few hard drives out there, spare hardware, uh, hard drives that you can put them, reinstall Windows, reinstall all the applications, and get everything up and running as soon as possible? What about your phone system? For instance, now they are trying not to recover the phone system. At least they can receive and issue calls. And, and also the email system. So apparently they had their exchange on-prem exchange. Some guys will say, hey, why should you have your exchange on-prem? Put it on Microsoft, Office 365. Yes, it's an option. But everybody's different. Today I had another conversation with another customer. And they say that they're a little bit reserved going to the cloud. And I understand it, and I do understand very much that cloud is an issue, and it's a big issue. Not to say that you shouldn't go to the cloud, but you need to think what to move to the cloud, not to move everything to the cloud. Maybe you need to move certain elements to the clouds and some stuff you need to keep on-prem. And the main reason, if you're hit by any kind of a cyber attack and this is people don't think about it. If everything is on prem, just pull the plug, and I'm done. I can at least contain the 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 attack because now nothing is communicating inside or outside. So I'm isolated to the internet. Nothing can get into me because I'm unplugged. Versus the cloud, I can unplug. What I can unplug? I can't do. If I'm Office 365, what can I turn off? Nothing. And especially if I don't have internet, I don't have computers, I can't access the internet anyway. So does it matter? No. So let's say I don't have internet. So do you have documentation about your ISPs? Do you have documentation about your user accounts, internal, external? Do you know your IT uh, IP settings? Do you know the roles of the servers? Do you know what you have on those servers? File servers? Files? What about the backups? So the impact on this specific customer what is so dramatic because they lost all the Hyper-V, they lost all the old servers that they had, like a legacy service that was still connected. They lost all of them. Workstations also were encrypted. Um, and also the backup that I had there online, uh, they lost everything. And I told the IT, listen, let me have an off-site backup just in case, you know, no, 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 no. I don't want backup cloud. No. Okay. And I feel sorry, and I feel upset in myself that I didn't insist. Maybe I should do it just anyway. And say, so, listen, we have also backup on, on, on-prem, on but you can't, you can't do that because it's their, their, their data, and they need to give you permission to do that. So I can't do that without getting permission. But again, this is... I'm saying that I was upset that I didn't insisted, um, pressing to do that and talking more about it. Maybe she would agree to do that. So my um, take about it is: you need to be prepared. You need to do whatever you need uh, in order to get this uh, done right. And probably the one of the as of now. You need to have a local backup, but know that that local backup will be encrypted as well. You need to have a cloud backup, but you need to know that that cloud backup might not be secured as you think it might be. And maybe you should consider to have something that it's completely offline and it's not connected to anywhere. Maybe you want to use backup tapes, but people said, listen, backup tapes is twenty years ago. Yes, I understand. It's unreliable. Yes, it's yes, I understand. So maybe you want to take offline on a hard drives SSDs, hard drives, just take something outside. At least you have something you can go back. you can roll back. Let's say you're gonna miss a month, a two months, but not to so this is like, You're starting from zero, you have inventory, you have everything, you don't have customers, and you don't have anything. You don't have history, you don't have files, you don't have nothing. So it's like starting your business from scratch. And that will cost a lot of money. Thank God they have insurance. So I would suggest you to start your planning by having first insurance, just in case. Yes, it will cost you some money, but it will give you the uh, peace of mind that if something happens, you'll have something that will cover some of the expenses, not everything, but at least something, which is going to be a starting point. And you need to go and start planning, collecting the inventory, have a topology, knowing where it's going. What happens if your phone system goes down? How will you be able to get phone calls, issue phone calls? Maybe on your smartphone, you have that app that allows you to have the extension and then you can make phone calls over the phone. Um, things like that. What about Exchange? What about email? They were lucky because we were able to set up Exchange for them. In order for them to uh, get emails, at least they will have some sort of functionality, at least email. I mean, they don't have the past emails, but at least they, if people send them an email, at least we'll get, to get uh, get emails, if they get orders or something, they will still be able to fulfill orders, at least will be able to function to some extent. Yes, they won't have the uh, past emails, but at least will be able to function um, until uh, recovery operations are completed and they may have the files back. So I want to conclude with that. Please um, prepare yourself for a disaster. Put the scenarios. I have a problem with the hardware. What do I do? I have a failed hardware. I have a failed drive. I got a ransomware. I got some some different kind of attack. Business email compromised. Um, social engineering. Whatever it is, prepare some scenarios. Get ready. If something goes wrong. And you need a way to recover. So we come to an end for this um, case study. I hope you learned something because I'll keep learning because I was talking to other customers and telling them that story. And so far, everybody is responsive. They are taking uh, actions. And this is what really matters other things don't matter at all. If you take an action, this is what matters. matter. Even if you do the simple thing as installing patches, having two-factor authentication, you do something, it's better than not doing anything. And say, yeah, 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 it's it's, it's awful to have these kind of bitches. All oh, those cyber criminals. And start complaining about those cyber criminals. It's not about them, what they do, because they're going to continue whatever they are doing because it's making the money. The question is what we are going to do about it. It's upon us to take an action and act about it and do something more useful. So if you have anything to say, please share it in the comments below. It's going to be on YouTube, social media, I don't know, all of all over the place, the internet. Um, you can send me an email, podcast at the cybersecurity.com. Again, podcast at cybersecurity.com. And, of course, I invite you to share, like, and subscribe. Thank you, all the new subscribers. I see people that are subscribing. So thank you for you uh, subscribing to our channel. And have a good weekend. Enjoy. Get your plans ready. If you need to ask questions, please to, uh, please ask. Thank you, and enjoy your rest of your weekend. This is Igal Behar, the Cybersecurity Insider. Thank you.